and in uh, Genesis chapter number 37. Genesis chapter number 37. Genesis 37. Beginning reading at verse number 1. Verse 1 says, And Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, interesting, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brother, and the lad was the son of Beulah, and the son of Zephah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peacefully unto him. And Joseph drew the dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Uh, the title that the Lord has gave me, given me uh, in regards to this, this message, and you know, sometimes when you think it's for a certain time, God says, no, it's for the whole house. And so I, I'm waiting to, to hear what the Lord says, and since the whole house is here, then this is what God is saying to us for, for the hour. Uh, the, the, title is, uh, the title of this message is Positioning for Greatness. Positioning for Greatness. That would be a position. You don't get to become great. You don't get great, but there's a, there's a process that you have to go through. Now, verse number one says, and Jacob. Now, the word Jacob there means the man in transition. Uh, and Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Now, I found that even that to be interesting. The reason being, it says that uh, he dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger. The land that he's talking about is the land of Canaan. When you look up the Hebrew of the word Canaan, it means to, be, to bow down to. So here he is. He's at a place where his father was a stranger and being in the position of grace. His father was a stranger there. Now, verse number two says, These are the generations of Jacob. Generations. Now, what do you mean? These are the generations in regards to this message. And the Lord says, A generation is a period of time. And in our lives, and what is coming forth in all of our lives upon the earth, there is a period of time where different things will take place. So God said, do not be cursed, because you are on the pathway to greatness. But there are some things that has to take place. Now, the word Joseph means to add. Remember that, it's a time period. There, God says there will be a time when there will be an increase, because even 17 means new beginning, or it means an increase. God there will be a time in this time period, the generation, that there will be an increase in your life. But remember this, there are some other things that will also take place. In verse number 2, it talks about these sons. It says he had some brother. Now, the first son, and the word son there means builder. It means a builder. He's a, and the lad was the son of builder. Now, builder, that particular word 
brings trouble. God said, remember that in, in this time period in your life, as you head toward greatness, you can expect trouble. Mm-hmm. You can expect trouble. But then also, when it comes down to Beulah, that, that meaning trouble, it trouble births some things. And when you look at, 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 the, at the sons of Jacob, now here it talks about uh, it being it's birthing two things. Beulah, or trouble, is going to birth Dan and Nephilim. Now the word Dan means to judge or to vindicate. Now, you can expect uh, on your pathway to greatness that you will be judged because you're heading somewhere. But you also will be vindicated. Mm. You know, in other words, God is going to do some things. Even though you'll be judged, God is going to give you a, a sentence of where you're going to be free. You're going to be vindicated from that judgment. Amen. But it also talks about a natural that's going to be birthed. Now, that word there means to wrestle with God. So God said, on the pathway to and in the positioning of greatness, you're going to be wrestling with God. Because we don't always want to do what God tells us to do. Amen? Amen. Especially if there's going to be some trouble in our life. Amen? Amen. So he said there's going to be some wrestling. Then he goes on and he begins to talk about the next one in verse number two. It says, and with the son of Zephyr. Now the word Zephyr there means, it means a dropping of fragrance. Dropping a fragrance. So, okay, God, now how does that dropping of fragrance going to take place within our life? What are you saying there, God? And God says that dropping of fragrance, it produces something also. Now, here, when you go back and, and look at the word in the history of the sons, now it produces Asher and also produced Gad. Now, the word Asher means, it means happiness. And that means good fortune. So on the pathway, in the position, because God has positioned us into greatness, he said, you're going to have some happy times. It's not going to always be trouble. He said, you're going to have some happy times, but you're also going to experience good fortune. See, most times, most people like that good fortune part, amen? And they like the happy part. But you, you know, they put the trouble there and the judgment and the wrestle before the happiness and the good fortune. <laughs> he put that first. So he lets you know when you get through that, because remember now, you'll be in position. You're going to have happiness at the end. He says, so don't get discouraged. Because some things is going to happen. Some things is going to happen. Now, verse number 11 says, verse number 3 in Genesis chapter number 37 says, it says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many coats. Note something. Now, Jacob, in, the, in verse number 1, talking about that man in transition, now, here we are in verse number 3, now it's Israel. His name is Israel. Israel, you remember when, when that was a wrestle with Jacob and, and the angel, and then they named, they named him Israel, talking about a prince? Well, something happens here as we proceed on the pathway of greatness and positioning. Now, it says he made him of Joseph a uh, coat of many colors. I said, okay, God, what is, what is all that about? And he said, it's not about how pretty or how green or what it's going to look like, but he said, it represents something. And, and, and because of what it represents, it's going to bring about jealousy. Because of what God has placed upon your life or upon 
individual, it's going to bring some things that's going to cause some pain because folks ain't going to like you. Amen? Why? Because you, you've been positioned for greatness, okay? Now, how do I know that this coat of many colors represents kingship? Because, see, remember Israel, he's a prince now, royalty. So, what is really on you, what's going to be revealed, what others will see, will be royalty, that kingship. Let's look at Genesis. Now, listen to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, chapter number 13. 2 Samuel, chapter number 13. So, we can see about the symbol of uh, the code of many codes. Amen? Over there. 2 Samuel, chapter number 13. Looking at verse number 18. Verse 18, and it's talking about tomorrow, it's talking about the king's daughter. And it says, and she had a garment of what kind of colors? Diverse colors, a different color, meaning many colors. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her, but with such robes, whether who? The king's daughters that were virgins of hair. In other words, only people wore that type of robe. So therefore, when Jacob named that man in transition, now he becomes a prince. When we become that prince, what's happening is, now we're taking on that role of kingship, of royalty. And whenever we take on that role of royalty, you can find some hatred. Look at, when he talked about the, uh, the coat of many colors, and he made it. Now look at verse 4. It says, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peacefully unto him. They hated him because they saw what was on him. That's right. He, he, had, he was wearing royalty. You see, what, what, what we fail to understand, royalty has nothing to do with clothes that you wear. Mm-hmm. Royalty has nothing to do with materialistic things. Royalty has everything to do with what God has placed on you, that anointing. So it's going to, that anointing will bring hatred from others in your life. And not only will that bring hatred to your life, but look at Genesis chapter number 27. 20, Genesis 27. Am I going to fast? No, no. Genesis chapter number 27. And we're going to look at verse number 41. Genesis 27, verse number 41. Are we there? All right, now Genesis 27, verse number 41 says, And Esau hated Jacob because of what? Blessing. Oh, is everybody there? So we can see that. And Esau hated Jacob because of a blessing wherein his father had blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The day of the morning when my father are at hand, then will I slay my brother Jacob. So what, what's happening here? You're going to get some hatred because of the blessing that God has placed on your life. Mm-hmm. So, in the, in the position of greatness, because we're heading somewhere now. You're heading somewhere. You can expect the more that God blesses you, the more those that are in close proximity to you are going to hate you. They're not going to hate you because you're you. They're going to hate you because of the blessing that God placed upon your life. Amen? Amen. Are we receiving? Amen. Amen. I understand. But, you know, and then it goes back and it says, and watch, watch this. How can you know, thank you, Holy Spirit, how will you know who really, really appreciates what God is taking you to? And in that root of greatness. Now, you don't have to uh, turn me, but I'm going to paraphrase Psalms 34, verse 2. And it talks about, my soul 
boast in the Lord. Amen. But guess who he is by whom you boast in the Lord? It only says those that are humble will hear and be glad. So everybody's not going to be happy about your success. That's right. Because the word of God has already told us that when you boast and, you know, about God and what God has done in your life, he said the only people that's going to hear and be glad are the humble. That's right. So if you see somebody that's upset because God has blessed your life, you know, you know about automatic, they are not humble. Because it says the only people that will that will hear and be glad will be those people that are humble. Amen. So if God is elevating you, or if God is escalating you up the line into greatness, those people that you have in your life that cannot accept your success in God, then God they, they're not really for you anyway. Because if they can't be glad, then they're not what you know it. Amen. So you got to understand that principle. So sometimes you just have to cut off so far. Because God is not when you begin to tell people what God is doing in your life and how God is operating, and then they got an attitude about how God is blessing you. God's already told us in the Word. He says, unless they are humble, they ain't going to be glad about your success. Amen. Anybody has experienced that? Yes. Amen. 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 When God starts using you, you can, you can check out your friends. Because those same friends won't really be that excited for you. Amen. 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 It won't be. So, uh, in the position, because remember that, you're heading someplace. You are heading someplace. You're heading for a break. Okay. Back to Genesis chapter number 37. I understand that you're going to have some folks hate you. Yes. They're not going to be happy about your blessing. Amen. Yes. They're not going to be happy. So, don't, don't sit around and have no thank the Holy Spirit. Don't sit around and have no pity for it. Because folks don't like you, so God is blessed. Yes. You just shake that dust on your feet and leave it at the testimony. Genesis chapter number 37. It says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Now, the more dream, dream, that's okay, God, dream. He says, when he really did, he, he revealed the vision. When you begin to tell other people about the vision that God has placed in your life, or God has revealed to you, you can expect them to hate you even the more. Because they hate him even the more. All because of the vision. Everybody's not excited about where you're going. <laughs> They're not excited about where you're going. Now, verse number 7 says, For behold, we were buying sheaves in the field. Now he's, he's sharing the dream, the vision. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my shelf arose, and also <coughs> stood upright. And behold, your sheep stood round about and made a race when they bowed down to my sheep. I said, okay, God, what's going on here? What's really going on in this verse? What's... And God said, look at the timing. Look at the timing of, of timing that says now uh, uh, the, it, it, it's not the beginning of, of that season of planting or flowering, but it's, reap, it's the reaping season. It says, Behold, we were buying the seeds in the field. In other words, at this point now, if you're getting ready to reap, yes. you, know, you didn't plow, you didn't plant. Now it's reaping, and God is revealing some things to you. Because He said, Now I'm going to elevate you. Because see, it's your oh, Holy Spirit. It is your harvest season now. Oh, yeah. He said, It's your harvest season. And see, by it being your harvest season, God said, I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to promote you. And then when you begin to tell your friends how God is, what 
and, and then all of a sudden they get smacked. Amen. They get angry. Because in the fields for him, his position is he's been elevated. He said, he said, my steps were right. But then he doesn't know that yours is all around me. In other words, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a head above you right now. But you're humble and being a head above. Amen. Yeah. You understand what God's the word saying? Yeah. So you got you got to be down in the truth. Yeah. Now, what's gonna happen? Sometimes God can be doing some things in our life and we don't have a clue. But you know who will tell you about what God is doing in your life? Your enemy. Watch verse number eight. Verse number eight says, And his brother, remember that, they hate it. They hate it. And his brother said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his what? Dreams, for his vision. Mm-hmm. You see, everybody don't want to go no way. Everybody is comfortable staying right where Jesus. they are. But the moment you want to come up out of the barrel, some of that crab barrel. Okay. Come on. You know, come that, on. that poverty mentality. Yeah. The moment you decide to come up out of that, you know, then everybody has to get upset with you. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. And I said, God, connect me now. I'm giving you a platform. Now you're going to tell 
He said, I'm going to bring your thoughts together and they're going to be unified. And that means unification. And those thoughts, it represents a, a penetration. So I said, there's going to be some things that's trying to penetrate your thoughts. He said, but because I have unified your thoughts, it cannot happen. The reason why, God said, I've got a place where I want you to be. You have been ordained to be at that place. And I can't tell you it's probably in this message. Amen. But if you stick around, and the Holy Spirit said, you'll get it. I don't know what it will be with. I don't know what it will be on the sun. I have no clue. But it's up to you whether or not you want it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Positioning for greatness. Positioning. Now, he talks about that. He says, oh, oh even your thoughts are going to bow down. Because the reason being is because God has a plan. And let me tell you something. All your success, everything God is doing in your life, it's not for you. That's right. That's the truth. Amen. That's the truth. It's not for you. That really takes you to the end of the story, but I'm not going to go to the end of the story. And that's true. It's for somebody else. It's not for you. Amen. Now, verse, let's go to verse number 12. Verse number 12. We almost done. It says, and verse 12 says, And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shem. Now, that word Shem there means burrow. Stick with me. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shem. Bless the bird. Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. Verse 14. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him from, and so he sent him out of the vow of Hebrew. Okay. Now, his brethren are in a place, a place of birth. She But now that that kingship is sending Joseph that increase from the vow of Hebrew. I said, okay, God, what does that mean? God said, vow means harmony. The word Hebrew means friendship. God said, in this season, Holy Spirit, in this season, when you put the harmony and friendship, when you are in harmony and friendship with, with people, God said, I'm going to send you from that place. I've got to send you to a place of burden. Because see, if we don't have a, a burden for us, we will never get to where God wants us to be. So he said, uh, that friendship, that, that harmony that, you, that that's in the season that you're going to have, he said, I've got to remove you out of your comfort zone. I got to remove you from your comfort zone. But see, sometimes when we're so in harmony and great friendship and everything's going on good in your life, what happens is sometimes we tend to forget about when other folk people are going through. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So God said, I got to send you to that place of earth. So he sends him out to the place of earth. All right. Now, it goes on to say, and he came to that place of earth. God said, you're going to come to that place. Remember now, we talked about the generation, the periods of time that's going to be in your life. Now, there will be a time of burden taking place. Now, verse 15 says, And a certain man found, found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, Who is seeking thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they, where they keep their flock. Now, verse 17, it says, And the man said, They are departed hence. For I heard them say, Let us go to God. And Joseph went after his brother, and he found them in Dothan. Okay, okay, now what does that word mean? That word means two ways, but it also gives a definition of the law. It also means law. So you got two ways. You got law 
and you got grace. Now what would happen now? Because he sends them to God. He sends them to, to, to that place of love. Watch what happened. In verse 18 it says, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto him, they conspired against him to slay him. Hmm. Your dream will bring you trials and your persecution and tribulation. <laughs> now, verse number 20 says, In my great will God take you to him. You know you're going to have God. You know you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have all that. He said, Come now, therefore, and let us, watch this. These are folks that love you and grew up with you. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast had devoured them, and we should see what will become of his work. So if they do not have to that vision that God has given you, that's not true because of your vision. Amen. So the vision that God has placed in your heart, that's what the devil is trying to give everybody's word. It's called the vision. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, watch this. Verse 21, it says, And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might bring him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Now, let's check out the word Reuben. Let's check out to see. If we got to check out what these words mean. When I looked at that word Reuben there, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit began to impart to me what it meant, this is Reuben means a builder of impulse. Build a big post. What do you mean, God? God said, Who was like this? So, when he said what was going to happen to his brother, he had a heart of compassion. Mm-hmm. But he goes to the extreme. He's on one extreme of love and compassion, and on the next part, he's crazy. How do I know he's crazy? Let's see. Genesis chapter number, I believe it's, let me look at it. I believe it's 49. And I'm not going to say that. Where, where he gets involved with his father's wife. Yeah. See, he's, he's, in that, he's on the extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genesis chapter 49. Let me show you how he swings from pendulum to pendulum. Eh? Genesis chapter 49. And I can't even click on that, but, uh, but it'll be okay. You can receive it now. Amen. Remember that. It's, it's, uh, he's a builder of impulse. He's a builder of impulse. Now, he's a lovable, caring, but yet, when he swings on the other side of him, he's a loop. Amen. Genesis chapter number 49. Let's look at verse number 3 and 4. Are we there? Yeah. All right, verse 3 says, Reuben, and I, this is this is Father Jacob talking to him. Now he's coming in, he's made a transition. He says, Reuben, that means the, the build of impulse. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength. The excellency of dignity mm-hmm. and the excellency of power. In other words, he 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 he, he was he was awesome. He, he was awesome. He had it. But look at verse number four. Because remember how he goes to extreme. Unstable and war. Thou shalt not escape. Because thou went up to thy father's bed. Then devoured thou it. He went up to my house. So in other words, he went up and he slept in his father's life. He slept in his father's water. So he, he did on impulse. He had this excitable, excitable spirit of lust and pride. So that's how he, he ended up having compassion. But then on the other end, he's, he's messed up when he gets caught up in lust and pride. 
But going back to Genesis chapter number 37, look where he tells him the sword is. Now, he says, let's put him in the pit. Yep. Verse 22. And Reuben said unto him, Shed a rug, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Don't put no hands on him, but put him in the pit. Now think about the wilderness, earthly life in position. Look at verse number, we'll do 23. 23 says, And it came to pass, when Joseph was come to his brother, that they stripped Joseph out of his what? His coat. His coat of many colors. In other words, they want to strip you of your anointing, your kingship, on your way to greatness. You're in position. But look at 24. It says, And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. In other words, you want to come. The next thing that's going to happen this season is kind of like you know, they want to cut your water supply. In other words, your relationship with God, the time you scream with God, you're studying the word, you know, different situations and circumstances in our life, we have cut off your water supply. You know, we, you stop studying the word for a minute, too. You stop praising and glorifying God, and watch what happens. You dry it up. Amen. You'll dry up. But I want to say, that will come a cool my spirit. That will become a dry season in your life during this time spirit. That will be a dry season there. For the water is going to be cut off. But God said, don't be dismayed. All of this is positioning you to where God is ordained for you to be. Uh, anybody got some dry wells this morning? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I'm going to talk about these dry wells. Amen. Yeah. They can handle it. Yeah. They cannot handle your success. 
So you wonder why people just cut you off? Check out what God is doing in your life. And if God is really moving in your life, Pastor Faith, you can rest assured you're going to see some decrease in some friends that used to be that real close. They'll no longer be that. Because they can't handle the success that God places in your life. Now, let's move on to chapter number 39, Genesis. Chapter 39. All right, now turn back real quickly. And it says, uh, verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of God, an Egyptian, bowed him on the hands of the Israelites, which had brought him down here. And the Lord was with Joseph. Watch this. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, Egyptian. Now, remember this. I don't care how people say you out, but I said, where I was, where, no matter where I position you, you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. No matter where you, where, you, where you will be, no matter where you will shut in up at, God said, you're going to prosper. Why? Because His hand is upon you. His hand is upon you and prosper. Now, verse number three says, and His master, watch this, and His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found what? Grace. Grace in his sight. And he served, oh, and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had, he made, he put it in his hand. In other words, what God is saying, he said, also there will be a season of servitude. Oh, Serve okay. you. When you gonna have to be up under somebody else. Okay. But you know what? They're gonna see the anointing that God has on your life. And they're gonna see how God is prospering you. So they say, well, let me put mine in your in your basket. Amen. Uh-huh. Because your basket is running over. Uh-huh. And my basket ain't running over. So I don't give all my goodness to you because I want you to handle it. Mm-hmm. But remember now, you're being positioned for greatness. And we're going to end right there, and we will deal with the rest of the story another day. Amen. Amen. Now, let's give God the thanks for the story. Amen. 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 Amen.